Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. It's Monday, December the 12th. Countdown to Christmas is on. I'm Tony Haggerty, A Haggerty 10 Twitter handle. You know that. And I'm joined today by Aidan McDonald at Aidan C. McDonald. Now Aidan, the kitchen's still getting put in. So today's the big day where some units get put in. You might hear a bit of banging, but hopefully not. We'll endeavour to try and see if we can get through this without too much noise. How are you, Aidan? You good? Yeah, I'm good, Tony. How are you? Well, obviously, with the exception of the banging in your kitchen. <laughs> Upheaval apart. Uh, all good, yes, indeed. Now we'll get to Celtic in a minute, but I'll just direct your attention to the ticker tape running along the bottom, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm going to say. Subscribe to the Celtic Way and support top quality journalism covering the club you love. And we've got an offer and a deal. We've always got an offer and a deal. And it's the festive one. And it's there it is. It's you can get 25% off the yearly subscription rate. And it takes it down to £26. Or you can enjoy a pound. It's a pound for two months of uh, free access to everything that we write on the on the site. No, it's not a pound. It's a pound for two months of access, isn't it? You do not free access because then it would be free, wouldn't it? So it's a pound full access. Two months of full access to everything that we write on the website. It's been a long weekend. I'm missing my football, but there you have it. And all you have to do is hit the button: www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe that's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe some really good stuff on there Aidan over the weekend as well wasn't there yep uh, obviously Tony we had your uh, <coughs> Celtic v Nottingham Forest sort of reflection yeah, up, which was very good uh, we also had a Stuart Ross tactics piece up on uh, Rio Hitate yeah that was excellent so I think he's been getting on this season and uh, as we always mention with these deals whether tactics is your bag or you prefer features and interviews, there's content that will cover everything, so, yep, there's a diverse sort of coverage of Celtic from all angles, so get yourself involved if you're not already subscribed. Indeed, couldn't have said it any better myself, listen to the young man, ladies and gentlemen, wise head on young shoulders there, unlike his old dad here, but hey, that's another story. Now, speaking of stories, Aidan, Ren 4, Celtic 3, Celtic 3, Ren 4, whatever way you want to say it, uh, on Saturday morning, early kickoff. Uh, I think lots of people tried to tune in but couldn't see it. Some people did see it, kind of updates. Twitter was going mental with updates and stuff. But I tell you what, might have conceded for Aiden, but I did see Matt O'Reilly doing what he did best, scoring two crackers and Hugo scoring a beauty. So I'll take the positives first day. Eh? I like that. <laughs> Yeah, Celtic's three goals eh, from the sort of YouTube package that the club put up later on were sensational. Some of the finishes were of like really, really high quality. I mean, if one of them scored in a league game, you're raving about it for weeks, and it's probably a well, even if not a goal, it's a contender, a goal of the month contender anyway. So, yeah, really clinical finishes, and it's a good run out, isn't it? Yeah, for the players to get in their legs, obviously after a couple of weeks or so since we said the Super Cup, and yeah, it was. Positives to take, obviously, the result, you can't really look too much into it. And the manager basically said that after these post-match comments, just made clear it was good for the players to get some minutes in their legs, and that's important, building ahead to, as I'm sure we'll discuss over this week, obviously, the Aberdeen game coming Saturday. Yep, Callum McGregor getting minutes, Carol Starfelt getting minutes, Aiden, as well. So, all sorts of positives, if you say, P. 
people were comparing Kyogo's goal to the one he scored in the cup final, and thousand about that, and thousand about Matt O'Reilly being further forward. Yeah, I think uh, I think there was enough to be happy about, wasn't there? Yeah, I think McGregor getting more minutes on the field, or sorry, his first minutes on the field, I should say, for a while, is a real positive, regardless of whether or not it's a, a friendly. Probably, even if he doesn't start against Aberdeen, but given given that he was on from the beginning in that friendly, there probably has a high chance he will start against Aberdeen. But even if he doesn't, you'd imagine that he'll get some more minutes to build his way back. The same happened against Livingston with hopefully at the latest he's starting against St Johnston. So that I had a away to Easter Road and at Ibrox, McGregor's had plenty of minutes under his belt and he's back to being a regular starter. So it's all positive. Starfelt as well getting minutes because people forget he's had periods out this season. So. <coughs> Uh, getting more minutes under his belt again is a real positive, but no, it's, it's all looking good at the moment, Tony. And also as well, Kobayashi joined the squad as well, didn't he? And I think just to get him assimilated and uh, just you know, let him meet his teammates and stuff, and get him in early. So that that was a good that was a good move as well, wasn't it? To get him over there and just let him you know meet his new teammates and stuff before before January, basically, you know. Of course, I mean, it's, I'd imagine sort of as soon as you acclimatise, the better. Obviously, yeah. the training wasn't at Lennox Town, it was abroad, but <laughs> it, can only be a, it can only be a positive that he's, he's in and around the team. We know he's not able to be available for selection until January 1st, just to do the sort of registration, etc. But the fact that he's in around, I'm sure there's, there's bounce games that go on all the time at Lennox Town, we don't know anything about, so I'm sure uh, he'll have had minutes on the field, even if it's in a sort of training capacity before he finally makes his appearance, whenever that will be. So, yeah, it's good to get him involved. And I think Ange mentioned as well in his post-match interview that Alistair Johnson will be joining the proceedings. I think he said either this week, so it's the week we're now starting on next week, I can't remember exactly. But So that's another one that's obviously going to be coming in and acclimatising because I think he's got to wait till the new year before he'll be available for selection now. So, yeah, it's hopefully the two new signs are... You know, getting and getting comfortable, getting other teammates, etc. So when it comes to them being asked to come on the pitch, I'm ready to go. And I'm sure Kobayashi, if he doesn't know now, if he doesn't, if he didn't know before, he knows now. Scotland's freezing. I, I mean, today Tony's a bit of a shocker, isn't it? Obviously, that <laughs> <laughs> is. Uh, I'm feeling it today, but yeah, I'm sure he's he's well aware now. Yes, indeed. I've got the double jumper on, as you can see. But there you have it. But no, I, I, I was just, uh, I, as you say, the package that Celtic put together. I, I was all delighted with the goals and stuff, you know. And I know they, they conceded four, but the result wasn't important. It was about getting guys on the field again, wasn't it? Just getting their legs stretched in minutes into the likes of McGregor and Starfelt, and you know. So that that was from that point of view, it's been a worthwhile exercise, Aiden. Yeah, I think it was all about minutes. That was very much more like a sort of pre-season friendly, if you mm, want to call yeah. it that, or mid-season pre-season is obviously the, the term had been coined. The games in Australia were probably a wee bit more competitive in terms of you wanted to see a better performance, a result, etc. But in terms of these individual, in terms of a sort of individual match, it was just about players getting fitness, which is exactly what McGregor, Starfelt and all the guys after a couple of weeks off did. So, yeah, no complaints to me, Tony, in terms of that game. Aiden, one man who's missing from the fold is Josip Juranovic. You're tipped to go as far as you can in the World Cup, and he's got all the way to the semi-final 
and he had a wonderful match against Brazil. Now everybody's saying his value has skyrocketed. I believe Chris Sutton, former Celtic striker, has said that start the bidding at 25 million, all sorts of phrases like that, all sorts of figures being bandied about. Now, obviously, you're biased because you like your Anovic and you tipped him to go as far as any other Celtic player. Do you think his value is now commensurate with the figures that are being thrown about or like everything else? He's only he's only going to be worth what somebody is willing to pay. I guess that's the truth with everybody. But what would you be looking for in terms of your Anovic now? Or? So I think in terms of your Anovic's values, undoubtedly went up after these World Cup campaign as a whole, but in particular that Brazil game, given sort of the profile of it, the quality of player he was up against, the fact that he was probably undisputably the man in the match. You know, there's no bias there. From our point of view, is obviously people that are covering Celtic. The BBC pundits were saying that themselves. They were raving about Juranovic during the match. Yep. Yeah, I particularly enjoyed it when Alex Scott was talking about uh, Anu and Clinton. were both saying it looks very comfortable coming into the middle of the park and taking the ball. I was thinking the inverted fullback was playing off there, Tony. Yes, indeed. Yeah, go figure. Eh? If you'd have been watching Celtic at all, you'd realise that's the role that he plays. So, not a problem. Basically, as like an extra midfielder, an extra central midfielder, I should say. In terms of his value, look, I'd love for Celtic to be able to get, as what you want to call it, Keenan Tierney level money of uh, 25 million plus for Juranovic. And I think they'll definitely, if he's to go in January, get more now than the sort of originally yeah. muted 20 to 12 million. I, I feel they'll probably get more. But will you get that fee? I don't know. If he was to go again and they were to beat Argentina, then. And he's playing in a final, probably regardless of how he performs. If he's playing in a World Cup final, that would then add yeah. a whole new level of value. I wouldn't even want, especially what the figures would be. I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that right now Celtic could get the twenty-five million. It right. really, okay. he has, but it it does just depend. January, you know, the, as much as he's played at the World Cup, you know what it's like with team with uh, clubs sort of coming in the lower bids for players in Scotland. We know. Yeah. It's unfair, but it doesn't mean clubs aren't still going to try and lowball you. But fingers crossed that they can get an inflated fee of them. But I would love for them to stay, as I obviously mentioned near the end of last week. I would really like Juranovic would be able to stay even until the summer, just to give Johnston uh, a bit of time to bed in. Similar to the, as we discussed, the Matt Morelli, Tom Roderick situation. Whether or not after these problems like that, that's now the realms of possibility. I'm not going to be able to keep them now. We'll just need to wait and see. But I, I think I'd probably struggle to get an exact number of a fee, Tony. But what I will say is it's definitely I'd expect inflated than what he would have got before the tournament. Yeah, Kevin Ferrier comes in and says 25 million up and easy. You know, that that's lots of people are kind of saying that, aren't they? The 25 million type of thing between 20 and 25 million. Uh, Kaiser. Bit speculative, I think, Kaiser, but we just don't sell them for under 30 million, in my opinion. I think that's maybe speculative. I always add the caveat, and you added it there, that they're still playing in Scotland, aren't they? But I think if you if he becomes a World Cup finalist, then you're perfectly entitled to not be low-balled, as you say, and hold out for as much as you can, assuming that he leaves. It's all on the assumption that he's going to leave, isn't it, Aidan? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would much rather, given his contract states as well, I'd be quite happy if Celtic could try and keep Juranovic. I understand it's the whole thing about you want to be selling players at the peak of their powers and 
even if he goes on to have a sensational sort of six months for Celtic, the World Cup and all the eyes that he's had on him, this could probably be the peak of his powers in terms of selling him. But I, I would really like uh, if they could try and keep him because I just think he's such an important player to the way and wants to play when he's on his top form. And I'm not going to doubt, and I know you've mentioned this this season, Tony, that he performances domestically and in Europe for Celtic haven't been great. Like these World Cup mm-hmm. performances have by far been the best he's played in this sort of, you know, campaign. But yeah, just need to wait and see. But it's definitely going to be interesting, I think, anyway. Well, based off uh, how well he's done it. In football parlance, he's timed his run perfectly, hasn't he, for a transfer? You know, the mediocre performances he saved, the SEC for Europe and Celtic domestically, goes to the World Cup with Croatia and plays an absolute blinder. You know, so there you go. And, and you know, the, the chips will fall where they may with Juranovic. And I wish him every success, eh, regardless of what happens, whether he stays or whether he goes. You know, you, you, you now want to see him get to the final, don't you? I mean, it's you you are eh, cheering him on now because he has it. He was outstanding against Brazil. Oh, it would go against my Messi prediction. Yes, of course. Of course. You know, there's a heart and head eh, ruling you're Aiden, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people love to see Messi finally lift the World Cup and bow out on on the final stage. But yeah, I mean, I, I I've been very, I was really impressed with Juranovic against Brazil. I have to say, you know, I I mentioned a couple of times during the season that he I thought he'd underperformed for a player of his talent, but he has gone to the World Cup and shown that he belongs in that kind of company. And I think Celtic hold all the aces, don't they? Hold all the cards. Because they've got him in a terrific contract situation and somebody will have to stump up big money. What that figure is, nobody can tell. It's all speculation and conjecture, but you know, Celtic will get what they get for him, won't they? Yeah, they will. And obviously it is all relative to where he's playing yeah. and that, etc. I think in terms of in terms of Juranovic, he has said himself, you know, he's battered that away, and I think he even did it post-match and uh, after the Brazil game, looking at some of the comments, because I had a few news hits on it, he kind of batted away interest himself. He wasn't wanting to discuss it all that, so well, we just we just have to wait and see, but uh, this is probably, I never wanted Celtic to be selling their best players or sound like, sorry, that I'm trying to mm. you know, to sell their players, given his contractual status and that, but given how well he's performed at the World Cup, he's going into a semi-final, if you're looking at sort of peak times to, to potentially sell him. It probably is January, which goes against, to be fair, my article, Tony, but that was before the game against Brazil, I would say. so. Sure, of course, of course, of course. Now, another player making the news over the weekend is George's Jack and Marcus. He didn't seem to stop making the news, Aidan. Now, I'd written an article, couldn't have timed it any better, saying I thought he would stay and the easy solution was to get everybody around the table because he's happy and, uh, you know, get thrash out an amicable solution. And, you know, if there was promises made verbally, then that's not right. You should always get stuff in writing. But without breaking the bank, give him, you know, something commensurate to what he wants, and then everybody's happy. You know, but then it comes out over, the, it emerges over the weekend that he's changed his agent. And when players do that, I'm, I'm never a lover of that, Aidan, because obviously something's gone wrong with the agent before or maybe not got him what he wants and stuff like that so and the first it was the first sign of possible agitation in Jack and Marcus 
But again, the manager said he watches him training and he's been very, very happy with his attitude. And it's he le- he leaves these discussions to the likes of agents and and the club. So I uh, I'm still hopeful that a friendly solution can be found here, Aidan. Failing that, if the player wants to leave, then I don't think Andrew will stand in his way, will he? But figures of six and seven million, I was a bit baffled by that as well. So yeah, they, 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 I mean, they, 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 all they, I can think is some of that's linked to Yakimakis' age, potentially, but I, yeah. I don't agree with that. He's been an important player for Celtic, a vital player, even though in that second half of last season, mm-hmm. McKeel go out, he scored whatever it was, 17 goals in total across the season, but 16, I think, in that sort of January to May window. He's not someone that I'd be wanting to get rid of with at least getting a bit of a substantial fee for him and then having an instant yeah. sort of backup plan in, which I'm sure Andrew's probably got a plan in mind for pretty much every position if somebody's still aware or not you can then get that person as another uh, discussion but the, the fee yeah the, the, the sort of rumoured fee was a bit surprising obviously him changing agent that's been the sort of first confirmed like public display of maybe something being a yeah. bit right. not even necessarily with the club there we don't know if that's just a personal thing with Yaki Max and his agent yeah. That's just something that maybe could have came out, even if there was not any sort of links away from the club. Uh, but obviously there's been some sort of dispute or falling out there. Given that obviously Akimakis' agent, he did get him the move to Celtic originally, so he must have done something right at one point. <laughs> given that he'd been relegated into the Dutch second division, but oh, sorry, the team he was at had just been relegated into the, the Dutch second division. But it's, it's just another one, I guess. We'll just need to wait and see, Tony. I would be hoping for more than the sort of five to six million if he was to leave in this window because he signed a five-year deal, didn't he? So yeah. obviously a four-year deal, I can't remember. But regardless, he'll either have you know three and a half or uh, two and a half years left on his deal, so still like loads of time. So I, I've worked to sell him in January, which I hope we don't. But if we were, I'd be hoping for a wee bit more than that in terms of the final fee. The child pal comes in and says he prefers George's Jack and Marcus to Kyogo. There you go, that's personal preference, isn't it? But no, I I, uh, I do like Jackie Marcus, I've got to be honest. I, I think he offers Celtic something a bit different to Kyogo up front and I think he's pretty potent in the box as his stats prove. But, uh, you know, people say it might make perfect business sense to let him go now, but as long as they've got a replacement lined up. But like you, I'd be loath to see them go now. There's a domestic treble up for grabs, Aiden, and I think Jack, George's Jackie Marcus can still play a vital part and role in helping Celtic land a domestic clean sweep, what do you think? Yeah, I'm sure they have a really vital role to play. I mean, there's so many games, even with Celtic not being in Europe, you're still across, at the moment, enemy free competitions. So, Kyogo's obviously a brilliant player, but he's not going to be able to play every minute of every single game. So, you need a second choice there. And Yakimakis is... In my opinion, he has the sort of second choice streak at the club, but he's still got an important role to play. And his goal record speaks for itself. I know there's been a few things recently about his uh, penalty taking ability, but uh, outside of, yeah. outside of that, he's he's been a really solid addition. I think, given that what you paid for him and that for somebody for the second for somebody who was probably when he was brought in, he was very much bought as a second choice option. Yeah. He had to sort of become the first choice option last year. And he was more than willing to step up to that role. So obviously he scored in the Champions League as well. This season, I know it was only once, but that shows that he's got that pedigree. 
obviously, and we go back to it, Tony, me, you, and Sean have mentioned it all plenty of times since the AGM happened. But Ange had spoken about how fans need to be prepared to potentially sell yeah, yeah. your kind of fan favourite players for the squad to develop. And you don't, we don't, that could sort of come at an unexpected time. So maybe in the case of Juranovic and uh, Yakimakis, that could be a factor that comes into play in January. We'll just need to wait and see. But I'm like you, if you're get if you're selling somebody, you need to have an immediate replacement. And I'm sure Costa Colo and the recruitment team do because yeah. so far they've been very much with the exception of uh, the odd player here and here, obviously you did the other corner the Gucci. The, the recruitment's been really, really good since Ange came in. So I'd like to think that if Yakimakis if there's sort of link links away from the club that they already maybe had a potential replacement and that somebody could they could move on. And we've seen them linked with Cho and players, etc. So I'm sure uh, they would have somebody they could basically come straight in, but yeah. you always want to keep something about better players, don't you, Tony? Yeah, of course. I mean, Gary McDowell comes in and says, George Jacomakis brings a different threat to the team which Celtic need. Joe Powell, keep, keep George's Jacomakis, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So he's, uh, yep. And, you know, well, McMillan says Jordan Jackamakis is decent, but going forward, you have to upgrade the strikers to move up a grade in Europe. Could be merit in that. And David Ferguson came in to say about Michael Ross. No one apart from the parties involved has a slight to spoil what's going on. It's a point I've made before that the people that will decide this ultimately, Aidan, are Jordan Jackamakis, his representatives, Michael Nicholson and Ange Postacoglu. You know, those are the people that have to get around the table and trash out either an amicable solution or say, okay, we're willing to listen to offers. And until such times when those kind of statements are made, then you can speculate all you want, can't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we're obviously not privy to what's going on inside the club, so... We have, not yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet, yeah, not yet. But, uh, so we can only sort of speculate at the moment in terms of what's happening with Yakimaki, Shiranovic, etc., Probably the Yakimaki thing there is clear sort of some sort of upheaval where that's nothing to do with the club and it's just him personally. The fact that he's changed agent, whereas Juranovic has just been sort of links away from the club. But in terms of him personally, he's not really changed his stance. Whereas with Yakimakis, the fact that he has changed agent, there's obviously something going on there. Whether or not it's just he wasn't getting on with the person that was sort of representing him before, we don't know. But yeah, like I say, Tony, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I'll just have to wait and see. But I do agree with a few of the comments here saying that there's got to be a sort of immediate player because there's not a winter break now. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've yep. had a sort of winter break, but there's not a break in January when the window first opens. So if you're selling your Akimaki, you need somebody coming in straight away because you don't want to be down a player during a crucial period. So it's, you could probably bring in a player that's maybe technically better than Yakimaki in terms of his build up play, but it's just placing the goals, isn't it? That's the yeah. issue. Now, you flagged up to me just before we came on here that Bristol Live had written a line uh, in their one of their uh, online sites, and it's a kind of long-standing kind of rumor about uh, Bristol City attacker Antoine Semenu, yeah, Ghanaian. Now, for those of you who don't know, I've got history with Antoine Semenu. He scored a 98th minute winner for Newport County against Stevenage and won me 12 and a half grand, which I ended up getting married in the Scottish Castle. And I've written about that on the site. I'll dig it out again. 
But uh, that apart, I'd like to see him come to Celtic. But uh, yeah, he's been tracked a long time, Aiden, by Celtic. Also, Bristol Live says Rangers want him too. And now Fenerbahce are kind of joined in. And I know when he did that for Newport, Manchester United and Chelsea were also keeping tabs on him. So this is a guy who's had all sorts of people watching him. Uh, and as I say, it's been a long-standing rumour with Celtic and Antoine, so another one of those, we'll see what happens, but uh, he's certainly somebody who's attracting attention by the looks of it. The Tony Haggett scouting report. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, looks, he, look, he looks an interesting player. Uh, obviously, the sort of, um, before this link, the most I kind of knew about him was from your personal experience with him, Tony, but uh, <laughs> It, it, look, it, it could be somebody that's another option eh, for Celtic, yeah. and it looks like he could do the job in terms of what he would bring. So yeah, it, there's sort of there's been a links with a few players, hasn't there? Really, outside obviously the the two that have now officially signed. So it's clear that what the manager was saying in terms of the January business basically being eh, finished, with the exception of something sort of extraordinary was to appear similar to Matt O'Reilly in the summer. Sorry, yeah. last time I should say. Uh, that so that this must be somebody that Celtic have got on a list, or we would imagine yes. they've got on a list. And yeah. I think Celtic had been tracking them for a while, so maybe it's somebody that sort of people from the recruitment team that are still around from the previous regime, maybe they'd flagged up before somebody they think will fit Andrew's system. So yeah, no, it'd be it'd be interesting, Tony, definitely. So one of the comments actually asking what he yeah. does he, do you do you know Tony? So I don't think an actual check. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming, well, I think he's about 21, 22. Could be, cause I think he was about 18 or 19 when he scored Play that case, goal. Very much in the sort of Ange Mulder players that he can sign and develop, etc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's 22. Yeah, because yeah. so. So, I got married three years ago. And the, okay. the table, which is three years ago this week, actually. Uh, and the top table was called the Antoine Semenu table. So there you go. That's uh, I even presented him with a bottle of uh, an engraved bottle of Jack Daniels for scoring the goal. It was his first ever league goal. So, and me being me, that wasn't enough. I took my wife down to Friesen Valley Parade on a November night and we watched them play against Northampton. My wife was like, well, my wife to be was like, what are we doing here? What am I doing here? <laughs> so, but yeah, we gave him an invite to the wedding, but he couldn't come because he was playing, sadly. But <laughs> hey, there you go. I told him to get suspended and he did look at me as if that's a good idea. <laughs> so, I was killing myself laughing because he did think about it. But uh, yeah, he's 22. And as I say, he's uh, carved out a real good reputation at Newport. And he's since gone back to Bristol City because he was on loan to Newport from Bristol. And I think he's progressing very well. And again, what you see, I think he's a name that's been on Celtic's uh, list for a while. And that interest is still there. So there may be something in that, Aidan. And, and he's the right age, as you say, for Ange to develop a player like that. And it, it remains to be seen whether Celtic will firm that up with an offer. If if certain things happen, that kind of domino effect if Yakimakis were to leave, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's obviously somebody that the club could potentially go in for if uh, Yakimakis was to move on. It is just like, just to probably doesn't bear the people that obviously with uh, Yakimakis, 
we know that maybe technically he can sometimes struggle with it, but it's just trying to replace his goals. I think uh could be a bit of an issue. You might get somebody in that can maybe build the play a bit better, maybe offer more to the rest of the team, but are you going to get somebody that can score whatever it was, you know, 16 goals and 28, 29 games or whatever? So it's trying to get that, isn't it? But obviously Kyogo's there with his goal-scoring attributes as well, but you don't want to just have... I don't think Celtic ever really want to be at the stage where you've got only one player going forward, scoring all the goals. And I know you've got uh, strides coming from Jota, Maida even this season, Abad, etc. I know it's, but in terms of like just a striker, I would always much rather that it's probably shared like maybe 25 plus across maybe two players or that rather than somebody on like, you know, 30, 40, even more, etc. Because the worry is if they get injured, then what do you do? You know, I've always said so. Just need to wait and see, but yeah, Tony, your, your boy could potentially be coming in. <laughs> There's a comment. Gary McDowell says, since you have a tight connection with him, Tony, can you influence him? Leave it with me. Leave it with me if, if it becomes something more concrete. Indeed. Is it now, again, of you, Tony, I've never seen one. Ever. Oh, without a doubt. I have to, uh, yeah, have to go back down and see him. I think, yeah, there you go. Joe Phil says, as long as the JT doesn't come back, I'll be happy. It's a bit harsh, Joe Phil. But there you go. Well, that's been half an hour. We've not even mentioned Aberdeen. And we will do in the coming days. We'll build up to that. Yeah. But yeah, that's been enjoyable. It's, uh, you, I'm really looking forward to domestic football coming back. I've missed it. World Cup's been decent in fits and starts. But nah, can it be? Can you be a trip to Pataji, Aiden, can you, to come back to? Particularly this time of year, Tony. Do you know what I mean? Very refreshing the weather up there. But, yeah, it's good It's good that uh, domestic football is on its way back. The World Cup has been good. I've enjoyed it. Some of the football has been excellent. I think most people would probably say it's exceeded their expectations. We know, obviously, the controversy with Qatar. We've, we've covered that. Plenty of people have uh, much more eloquent than myself have covered that. So I wouldn't want to go into that too much. But... The football on the pitch has been a, it's been pretty good overall, I would say. Uh, and yeah, Messi, Juranovic, or even Morocco, who would I want to win it, or, or France, I don't know, but I'm just glad I'm going to get put out, Tony. That's <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, that's indeed. That's, uh, that, that put a smile on a lot of Scots people's faces on Saturday night, I tell you that, and many others too, but there you have it. Now, before we go... Just flag up our deal that we've got going for you. You know, it is Merry Christmas deal, guys. Kind of festive deal. Uh, you sign up, hit the button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. You can get 25% off the yearly rate, which takes that down to £26. Or you can enjoy a pound for two months of full access to everything that's written on the website. And uh, as Aidan and myself plugged it at the start, there's something there for everybody on, on the website. You'll enjoy it. Uh, if all you have to do is hit a button you can enjoy a yearly subscription rate for 26 quid or a pound a month for two months of full access www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe it's a great deal, you know it makes sense isn't that right Aidan? It does indeed and it does probably just bear mentioning that obviously different things that we have within the subscription, you know, tactics, uh, yes. features, big interviews, uh, you know, match match analysis, which will also be coming back, uh, colour pieces on games and that, etc., which 
we'll be obviously back from like Aberdeen game onwards at the weekend. So, yeah, with domestic football coming back, it's going to be a busy time for Celtic. I think yeah, across December up until the Rangers game, it was five or six games, I think it is. So, yeah, it could very much be what another sort of season-defining point of Celtic to pick up maximum points in that time. So, yep, yeah, uh, plenty happening. We've got your control angles. And you can get involved www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe guys thanks for your comments today guys really enjoyed that appreciate it Aidan thanks for your contribution as well bud first class and we shall see you all tomorrow 10 o'clock do it all again 10-ish round about then (laughs) (laughs) indeed have a good day guys all the best cheers guys